Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to the Crimson Flow Biblecast podcast. I hope this podcast blesses you like it has me by reading the Word of God. So don't forget to share with your family and friends. Thank you all, and God bless you. everybody welcome to another episode of crimson flow bible cast i'm your host nathan and let's go ahead and get into it we are in chapter seven of proverbs today just keeping right along with our weekday service so you know the drill if you have your bible you can read if you want to if you're not if you're not or you don't have your bible with you then listen ahead no big deal so we're starting with proverbs chapter seven verse one And it says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thine heart. So basically, you you obviously know what this means. Got to keep the commandments. Got to keep those wrote down, rock hard, rock steady, stable laws that was wrote in the beginning of the Bible in in Moses, with Moses upon the mount, sent down by God from heaven. And it's saying right here, keep them close enough to you, bind them upon thy fingers. And what that basically is saying, do nothing but the law. You know what I mean? Like, keep that law so close to you that you don't want to do anything but obey the law. And then it says here, it says, write them, meaning the commandments, upon thy table of thine heart. Keep them so close to you, they are embedded in you forever. Okay, then it says, Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. Like I said in the previous episode, I really don't know why he calls wisdom a her, because, I mean, it's obviously an uh, a verb, or not a verb, but it's, it's, it's a thought process and everything. It's knowledge at the same time. But I don't know why he calls it that. But in other words, let's just keep going that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. So he's looking out the window and he sees a man that is obviously not full of wisdom. He doesn't have any understanding because because obviously it says it right here. And he says, passing through the street near her corner, He went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with an attire of a harlot and a subtle of heart. Right there, this man is getting, who has little wisdom and no no understanding, it says. He's getting lured in by the harlot, okay? By this woman who was dressed like a harlot and she was subtle of heart, okay? She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth and wait at every corner. She's basically the, the prostitute on the corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and w- with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and have found thee. So she's made peace offerings, she's paid her vows, whatever that means. So now she's she's came forth to seek, and she has found him. So she's just came straight out to look for him. 
you know, and she said, I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry with carved works with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with mere aloes and cinnamon. Of course, we all know that the mere aloes and cinnamon was there simply for a uh, very scent-filled experience. Uh, I don't really know what mirror smells like, but I can tell you that cinnamon and aloes, I feel like that would talk, uh, smell like a, um, like a cinnamon minty. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain aloe other than saying it's aloe, but I really don't know what mirror smells like, but it's a very, very scent. Cause she's just doing all this stuff just to try to convince him to go with her. And he says, she says, come, let us fill, take our fill of love until the morning right there. She's using the word love. Of course, we all know that love does not mean sexual interactions. That is not love. That is an act of love between a married couple, but it is not love itself. So she says, come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. Loves. It was plural there. Again. It's not love. For the goodman is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. So the man that lives with her, he's not there. That just goes to prove another point. She's having or committing adultery. Okay? He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. So he's going to be gone for a long time. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. So he's walking, he's walking, walking fine and dandy. Then he all of a sudden he hears what she's telling him, so it, now it makes him stop. She's like a car salesman in today's times. But he, so he stops, he gets curious. Now, we all know that old saying, curiosity killed the cat, and it ain't going to end up well. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. So there you go. He's, it's like a, a spell has come, across, uh, come upon him and now he's just being lured like a big tractor beam like you'd see on these sci-fi shows. He's just pulling him in. All it took was the words of her voice. And that kind of goes with what goes on today, doesn't it? You know, we are lured in to acts of the world just by word of mouth, even. It doesn't help that we've got TV shoving it down our throats. It doesn't help that we got Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. All this stuff is just flooding in, into us. And the, the Bible says that the gateways to the soul are the eyes. Now, I'm not saying we should go, go turn all that stuff off, but it is important to note what we put on those devices or on those programs and what we allow into them that will affect what goes on in our mind. And what goes on in our mind will transform into what we allow our, ourselves to do. It's a chain reaction that can, be, that can only be stopped by what we let into our lives. We have to take that step with the strength of the Lord to say no more, to cleanse our lives. Now, I've got a little, I don't want to call it homework because you don't have to do it. I'm not going to be there to grade you. I'm not going to hand out uh, slips that says, you got an F on this, because it ain't going to matter. This is just a podcast. But I've got a little experiment for you all to do. For one month, or maybe not even a month, just two weeks, sit down in your house and try to clear out every negative thing. Only allow positivity in your life. 
you're listening to a lot of rock music, don't listen to rock music. Listen to inspirational music. Listen to K-Love or um, King of Kings Radio or whatever you all have in your area that is like, say, Christian or uh, just something that is uplifting, something that is spiritual, something that is like soul music even, something that gets yourself revived instead of just negativity. And then when you go home, let's say you watch TV, try not to watch all them action movies. Try not to watch all them vulgar movies that show nothing but sex, love, and drugs. Or, you know, you, you see what I'm talking about. Try to fill your life for this whole two weeks to a month period with nothing but positivity and see how much better your life is. And then turn around and start watching that other stuff again and see how you change back as a person. If See if you notice yourself changing. Because I'll tell you right now, it's true. Like, I don't know why, but I've just got on a kick here lately of I will, I simply just watch YouTube videos. That's all I do. But that's my form of entertainment. But I do remember there was a time when I watched all these action movies, all this stuff. And I'm not saying you should cut it out completely because I love an occasional action movie. But if we fill our lives with it, what comes with that? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what kind of personality does that change when it comes to us? Like, what does that mean in our mind? Because it starts with the eyes, then it goes to the mind, then it goes to the heart, well, then it goes to the spirit. It starts attacking that spirit, breaking that wall down, the armor of God that we previously talked about. starts hacking at it to the point where the devil's got free reign on your soul. And no, you may not be the next serial killer, but there are other ways. God says every sin is equal and the same in the meaning. And the reason for that is I believe that it's because each sin you commit is not what you've done. It's that you turned from God's sacrifice, Jesus. For every sin you commit, it's not that you killed somebody, that you lied, that you stole. It's the fact that that act of impurity that God cannot accept because it's unholy is an act that you turn and reject the blood of Christ for. You see what I'm saying? Like that, it's a rejection of Jesus' blood or Jesus' sacrifice and not what you do. Now, do I believe that there are different punishment levels in hell? That's a possibility because I believe some sins have more morality meaning than others. But each sin is equal in its points value, I guess you could say. I, I don't know how else to really explain that. So let's just get on here and see, what, see what's going down. And uh, see, where was we? Oh, yeah. And then verse 23, he said, or she's, yeah, he says, Till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. There you go. That's plain and simple. 
let's take the whole meaning of this chapter as a whole. It's not meaning just that harlots out there or women out there are, are wanting to lead you to death and destruction. It is the path of sin itself. It will lead you straight to hell. And she has cast many, cast many down wounded and many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. The path of sin is the house of hell. That's what it leads to. Think about that. That's pretty strict, or pretty strong words. But it's blunt, it's truthful, and it doesn't beat around the bush. It just explains it in a different way. For think of it this way. We do one small thing that I'm pretty sure God doesn't like. Let's, let's say I do something that, you know, I, it might go against God's will. Well, then the next thing might be a little easier to do. And then the next thing might be a little easier to do. And without holy intervention, you find yourself on a destructive path. It always happens. It always will. Why do you think a lot of drug addicts, they can't just stop it at, at heroin. They can't just stop at crack. They can't just stop at cocaine. They have to go to meth. They have to go to something stronger, more meth, more meth, more pills, more oxys, more hydros or whatever's out there now. They can't just stop because they have to get more and more and more. It leads to a path of destruction because it will call out to you. Just do it one more time. One more time. It will persuade you and pull you in like the tractor beam I mentioned earlier. But God, who is rich in mercy... For those who call upon him will pull you away from that, will rescue you so that you turn to it no more and you rely nothing but on the holy grace that he gives us. And through faith, we will be redeemed by his grace. So that's all I've got for today. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope this wasn't too blunt for you, uh, but it's literally what the Bible says. The Bible is blunt in, in times. Uh, there's a lot of preachers out there that seems like they want to skip around and not preach everything the Bible says. But when it comes down to it, God says we can't pick and choose, so why do they pick and choose? It's plain and simple. All right? So like I said, thank you all for listening today. Um, hope to see you back tomorrow. And um, don't forget to rate, review, and all that other good stuff. And God bless you all. Share this with your family and friends. And until next time.